Good morning, this is Diane. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Good morning, Felicita. This is Diane. Good morning, Sister Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuables. It's Moxie Mona. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I was like, yes, I woke up on time. <laughs> Good morning. He got our back. He got our back. Yes. <laughs> hey, could you pray for all my children? All your sisters. Did you just say all of them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. And happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning. It's Demetriana. I'm, I mean, Dynamite Didi. Let me let me say my name right. Good morning, family. Love y'all. <laughs> good morning, Dynamite Didi. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that name right, Didi. That's, that's <laughs> You got to get that right. Yep. That's our dynamite. <laughs> I'm so explosive over here this morning, so, I, you know, I had to just pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Uh, good morning. It's Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, my dear. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Rita. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, baby. 
Thank you. Good morning. This is Pam. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Peace and love. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Morning. This is Janae. Good morning, Janae. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is that my sweet Alfreda? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us last month in December, where our monthly theme was entitled Focus. Be sure to join us daily in January, where our new monthly theme is entitled Purpose. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding purpose, and finding and walking in your purpose. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into this same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. Declare, and you can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through the cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one prayer request from the app. And that's from Beverly Johnson, and she's asking for prayer for Teresa Bowen. Again, that's Teresa Bowen, and she's in ICU right now, and she's battling um, cancer. So please pray for strength, comfort, and healing, and also pray for her family and friends. 
Then we have one spoken prayer request, and that's from Sister Yvonne, and she's asking for prayer for all of her sisters. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that woke us up this morning, God, with a reasonable portion of our health and strength, God, and what would look to be our right mind. Father, we just thank you. Hallelujah. Because you've already given us the greatest gift of all, God, and that's the opportunity to do it all over again. Father, we just bless you for your majesty, for keeping us safe, God, up into this point. We thank you for allowing us, God, to see another year. We just thank you for your ability to give us opportunities to reset and to start all over again. God, we thank you. Hallelujah for a chance. God, after chance, after chance, after chance. Father, you're so merciful. You're all-knowing. You're all-seeing. You're so wise. God, we Hallelujah, before we ask you for anything, it would just be appropriate for us to take a minute and to reflect back on all that we have to say thank you for. So, Father, for just a few minutes, we just worship you for what you've done. We worship you for who you've been to us all, God, throughout the year, even all throughout 2020. Father, we just thank you because you've been a God to us. You've been a shelter. You've been a savior. You've been a provider. God, you've been a good, good father. And we don't take anything for granted. We don't take anything lightly because we realize you didn't have to do it. Oh, my God, but you did. So, Father, we stand in awe of you today. We stand in awe of your mercy. We stand in awe at your love. We stand in awe at your compassion and at your empathy and for your wisdom. God, we stand in awe of you because you are a mighty God. You reign and you rule. You sit high, Father, but you look low. God, you hear the cries of your people. And most of all, God, you hear the praises and the gratitude. So, God, let our praise this morning be a sweet sound to your ear. Father, let it be a sweet aroma to your nose. Father, let our praise rise to meet you in the air. Hallelujah. We thank you for your majesty. We thank you for an opportunity to just lay at your feet and bask in your presence. God, we thank you for your glory this morning. We thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Where we are in each and every individual place. Father, I lift up every... Victor, that's on the line, all of those that called in this morning, God, those that are still calling in, God, I 
thank you. Hallelujah for their presence, for their desire to seek you first and to seek you early and to get a word, God. I thank you for, God, everything that's attached to who they are, their purpose, God, your plan for their lives, their individual blueprints that will lead them to destiny. Father, we lift those up to you today. Not the plan because that's already set, but God, we lift up the hearts of the individuals, God, that you would inspire passion, that you would inspire fire motivation to run after purpose, to chase it, not to wait for purpose to overtake us, because that's not how you work. Hallelujah. But I ask that you would just inspire us, God, motivate us, God, and most importantly, move us, God. I thank you for every time that you had to make us uncomfortable to get us to move. I thank you for Every time in your infinite wisdom, you tighten the situations around us to get us to move into purpose. Because had you not done that, we would still be stuck. Had you not done that, we would still be in the same place. But you're so good, which is why we can look back over the hard times and say, this was the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. That's why we can look back and say, it worked out for our good, that all things work together. God, I thank you that you know exactly what you're doing, even when we don't. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I hear the scripture ring, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. On behalf of our seeds, God, that will never beg bread, we thank you for mercy. On behalf of our children's children that will know you and worship you and will never have to know lack, we Thank you. We thank you for being a God of provision in the midst of pandemic. We thank you for being a God of health in the midst of sickness. We thank you. Hallelujah. Father, this morning, we lift up Teresa Bowen to you. As she sits in ICU, we thank you for your daughter, God. We trust her into your care, into your hands. Father, you made her and you know all about her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, we pray that your will would be done. Hallelujah. We pray, God, for even ministry opportunities for those that are serving her in the medical capacity. Father, we lift up her family to you, and we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to remind them that you know what you're doing and that you have everything. I'm talking about the whole wide world, even Teresa, right in the palm of your hand. Father, we lift up all of Yvonne's sisters. We thank you for her heart this morning that will come and say, it's not even me standing in the need of prayer, but I'm coming on behalf of all of my sisters, and I want you to bless them, Father, and bless them indeed. And so for that, God, we ask that you will bless the sisters, but we ask that you will bless Yvonne even the more for her heart. We thank you for her, God. We thank you, and we ask that you would just continue to shine your light a favor over her as she continues to bless each and every one of us with her presence. Father, we lift up those unspoken prayer requests, those that haven't even been formulated yet because the hearts can't even find the words. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that consistently makes intercession for us. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. That we can submit prayer requests that haven't even been spoken. We bless your holy name. Father, we lift up the state of Georgia to you, Father. We lift up um, the states as they prepare for unrest. Um, God, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to protect your people. 
We realize that the government rests on your shoulders and that your will is being done in the hearts of men and women everywhere. That includes legislators and government officials. Father, we ask that you protect your people, protect those that are innocent, those that are vulnerable, those that are weak. God, protect them from the foolishness of men, from the hate, hallelujah, from the degradation, hallelujah, from the crime. God, protect them. In the name of Jesus, Father, we lift up missing children. There are two little boys that went missing on December the 23rd in Bakersfield, California, right out of their front yard. Father, we ask that you do what only you can do, and that's to reveal those babies' whereabouts, Father. We ask God. We ask God for mercy on behalf of those children and on behalf of their families, God. Have mercy. Have mercy, God, on behalf of missing children everywhere. Father, I lift up those young ladies that are walking Sonoma Boulevard right now in search of finance, in search of security, God, prostituting their bodies, being exploited. Hallelujah. God, I ask that you would do what only you can do. We lift up those that are sleeping under bridges and under freeways, Father, those that are without shelter. Hallelujah. Those that are without food, those with only the clothes on our, their backs, God, we lift them up to you as it's cold, Father. We ask that you would do what only you can do. It's amazing to us how they sustain themselves, God. It's amazing to us how they survive in temperatures lower than 64 degrees, which will have most of us turning on our heaters. Hallelujah, yet they survive in 32 degrees and 19 degrees. And we sit and we scratch our head and we wonder why as we drop off socks and coats. But we realize that it is your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your blood that you infuse in them every night. Father, we realize that had it not been for your mercy, it would be us. So, Father, we lift them up to you, God. Not as people that need pity, but as our brothers and our sisters, God. They are your chosen children as well. We ask that you would have mercy and continue to keep them, God. That's the form of mercy. Continue to keep them safe. We lift up our crime-ridden cities, Father. Whether or not we defund the police or not, it's all in your hands. Your word says if the Lord don't keep the city. The watchman waketh in vain. So we realize that it's all in your hands and that there is nothing that you are not concerned about. From the littlest thing to the biggest thing, we lift up those that are in the hospital, God. We lift up even those that are struggling with whether or not they should take the vaccine or not, whether or not they should trust the government or not. Father, you have been our vaccine. You have been our shield of protection long before this pandemic, long before COVID-19. You was keeping us safe. Hallelujah. From hurt, harm, and danger, from airborne agents, you have been our keeper. Give us wisdom to make these decisions, God, and wisdom to keep our mouth closed when we don't know what we're talking about that may affect somebody else's decision. Father, we thank you for the churches that remain open, not in the physical capacity, but those that are still doing your work, those that are still ministering to your people, God, those that have decided to become the church, we lift them up to you. Father, there was a pastor that was killed in Texas, shot with his own gun from an intruder in his church the other day. We lifted his congregation to you, God. 
We thank you for his life. We thank you for his dedication. We thank you for his legacy. And I'm asking that you would hold his wife closely in your bosom on this morning. Father, we thank you. We lift up the family of those, uh, the wife of the husband who and the two daughters, the two children that were swept away the other day from a sneaker wave. God, we ask that you would hold her. Give her peace, God, that surpasses all understanding. And God, if you would, if you would allow them to recover her babies, hallelujah, so that she could have closure. We ask that you would do that. Hallelujah. It seems small, but that's a big thing to a mother, that she would be able to lay her children to rest. So, God, we lift her up to you, and we're praying for peace and support, God, from her family and her community. Father, we lift up all of the other prayer requests, those that we know. Hallelujah. We stand in agreement with the Holy Spirit that's interceding on the whole world's behalf right now. Father, we lift up even January the 20th as the whole world waits for this inauguration to see. Hallelujah. The transition of power from 45 to 46, God. Some are waiting with excitement and some are waiting with anxiety. We lift up January the 20th to you, God. You are the author of time. So you're already there. Hallelujah. You're already there. And we know that there is nothing that will happen outside of your control. So, Father, we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance that no matter what happens on January the 20th, we good. We good simply because we rest in you. Hallelujah. Under the shadow of the Almighty is where we abide. Under the cleft of the rock of ages that was cleft out just for us. So we're good. We come against anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, discouragement, downheartedness, brokenheartedness, depression. Hallelujah. We come against all of that because you come that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. And we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength on this morning. So we thank you even for the garments that you give us when you exchange mourning for dancing. Hallelujah, we all have a closet and we have a choice as to what we're going to put on every day. So this morning we choose to put on joy. For we realize it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. So on this morning, as we begin to take our phones off from you to collectively worship you, we think about our own individual situations and how good you've been to us. And we begin to praise you in advance for somebody else. Hallelujah. We think about how good you've been to us, how faithful you've been to us. And we begin to praise you in advance for somebody else. Hallelujah. There's somebody else standing in the middle this morning. There's somebody else that needs to know you as Lord and as Savior. And God, we thank you. That's Thank you. 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 Thank you.
We thank you for inspiration on this morning. We thank you for the declare, and we ask that you would continue to bless her, continue to move in her life in such a supernatural way that it makes others look at her and wonder, what is that? Father, we ask that you would encourage her even down in the recesses of her heart. Hallelujah, as she stands like Job and says, Though he slay me yet, will I trust in him? We thank you for sustainability. Hallelujah. We thank you for resilience over in the Holy Ghost. We ask that you would move like only you can, strengthen her from the crown of her head to the soles of her very feet. It is an honor to stand with her as she declares your great gospel. As we Place our phones on mute. Dion, the call is in your hand. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Most High God who is great and greatly to be praised. To him be all majesty, glory, and honor. For surely he is always worthy of the praise. Uh, hopefully that's good as my sound check. Just to ensure that um, audible on this morning, I'm grateful for uh, another opportunity to greet you this morning in the name of Jesus. And I pray um, that today finds you well. Amen. Um, Happy Wednesday to each of you. It is, again, another day set aside uh, for our fasting and praying. Today, uh, I am super excited. I need today's fast just for my heart and for um, really just to refuel and to refurbish, to refine, and to redirect. So my prayer is that some of you will join us on today. We just fast till five o'clock. Uh, if you've not done so before, it's a wonderful, wonderful way um, to reset your day, to reset your thought process, um, and to settle your heart and your mind uh, in an effort to walk into purpose and to promise. So, again, uh, happy, happy Wednesday. Thank you, Sabrina. Thank you, Valuable. Uh, thank you to Bev on yesterday and to uh, Prophetess Lavina on Monday. Um, I am hopeful that uh, today's share will add to what has already been set into Femi on Saturday. I forgot to mention him. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it it never ceases to amaze me how that God would use a single word um, to establish some things uh, to keep us focused so that our trajectory, so that our momentum uh, does not lose its stride. Uh, there's so much going on. I've been awake this morning since about three and um, between studying and um, 
you know, just preparing for this morning, um, I try not to pay attention to the news a whole bunch. Uh, but of course, I want to stay abreast of the things that are transpiring, not to mention uh, my own personal <laughs> own personal pandemic situation. Um, nevertheless, here we are again, and our focus is purpose. It's ironic that uh, Sabrina's looming words would be uh, mentioned from the book of Job, which is where I am going to teach from this morning. Um, I've used this particular passage of scripture before, uh, but I'm also going to give you a couple of different references. Uh, one thing about purpose is it is generally birthed out of a place of change. Uh, if we just be honest, if we just keep it uh, 100, purpose is usually arrived at from being forced out of our comfortable places. It's usually a derivative of um, indirect pressure from situations, circumstances, uh, different things that take place around us, that surround us and push us into a place of promise. They push us into a place of predestination. They push us into a place of being propelled into um, opportunities, situations, and circumstances. And we are all familiar with this particular passage. It is when it finally hits Job that he was tripping. <laughs> it finally uh, comes to him that, well, maybe I've been looking at this thing for 41 uh, different, I don't know if it was weeks, I don't know if it was days, I don't know if it was months, but from what I can glean from uh, the historicity of, Lizzie would say, of the text, is that, that Job was in a hard place for a good little stretch of land. Um, but we all remember him and revere him as being a, a flawless man, so to speak, being a man who uh, just loved God, loved his family, and uh, was not only after his heart, but uh, he, no matter what happened to him, no matter what set of circumstances happened, he refused to curse God. Um, and I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate after uh, hard experiences. It's been, um, you know, by the grace of God, I've not had immediate loss from this coronavirus, this pandemic. I've not had immediate loss from, um, you know, uh, street violence or direct results of a specific set of circumstances, but you understand what grief is, and I promise this isn't going to be a hard word. By the time it's over, I pray that you are ready to jump up and go do what it is you're assigned to do. Here it is that uh, Job uh, replies to some of the interrogations that the Lord has uh, assembled. Somebody needs to mute their phone. I'll give you a second to do that. Check, double check, triple check. We still hear you.
Amen. And so here uh, the Lord is replying to Job. And again, I've shared this passage before, um, but but I want to talk about it today from a place of uh, accessing your purpose. And it says, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this who conceals my counsel with ignorance? Surely I spoke about things I did not understand, things too wondrous for me to know. You said, listen, and now I will speak. When I question you, you will inform me. I'd heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I reject my words, and I am sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. And after the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Elphaz, the Tamanite, I'm angry with you and your two little friends, for you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Now take seven bulls and seven rams and go uh, to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourself. Then my servant Job will pray for you. I will surely accept his prayer and not deal with you as your folly deserves. For you have not spoken the truth about me as many as my servant Job has, I'm sorry. And then Elphaz, the Tamanite, uh, Bildad, the Shuite, and Zor, the Namanite, went and did as the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Now, here's the part that I appreciate. And it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortune and doubled his previous possessions. All his brothers, sisters, and former acquaintances came with him and dined with him in his house. Uh, they sympathized with him and comforted him concerning all the adversity the Lord had brought on him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold earring. And so the Lord blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first part. Um, and then it, it begins to talk about his possessions. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about pain. We're talking about promise. We're talking about process. We're talking about position and posture. We're talking about uh, the prominence of the pain of purpose. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That was cute. Um, you know, there there are moments in time where I'm sure each of us have been faced with the question. Um, uh, th this is probably my constant declaration. For real? <laughs> really? This this what we doing? Okay. All right. Okay, Jesus. All right. Um, with all that is going on in, in the world, all that is going on in our atmosphere, all that is going on to the degree that we actually have to put on a mask when the church in and of itself has been wearing one to begin with for so many years. Uh, we mask our pain, we mask our problems, we mask our process. We have spent years and years and years amidst 
people who pretend uh, to be someone else or people who pretend to be something that they aren't. And uh, we've missed lessons because people were willing to take off their mask. And here we are in a climate and a culture where everyone has to wear one. Isn't it ironic that God will use what we've been using for years to restore a thing here? We are in a global pandemic, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better, as Tanya would say, honey, that's just a plague. We're dealing with the plagues of our own lives, the struggles in our own lives, the loss of jobs, the loss of loved ones, the loss of flexibility, the loss of freedom. There are so many things that have been taken, yet there is a gift in all of it. How do I know that? Because Job's purpose was to demonstrate what it looks like to be resilient through the pain of the process of becoming the purpose. His life uh, has made record number influences, his life and the story of it. Him having lived an unmasked life, him having lived before everyone in uh, his good days for people to see him while he was winning. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. Every situation that could arise was standing before him. Every struggle that could be faced, he stood the test of time and never changed his mind about this sovereign God that we yet today, over 2,000 years later, still serve, honor, and admonish. Job's life, as painful as it was, was so full of promise in spite of his struggles, in spite of his pain, in spite of his embarrassment, in spite of him being uh, taken through a process by the hand of the one that created him to begin with. You ever ask yourself the question, what is all of this? What is this, honey? What are we, where am I going? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Because we have done this any other way, Jesus. I found myself asking those questions. I found myself uh, gathering information. I found myself saying, Lord, like, like really? <laughs> what is ladder? Is ladder 60 or like, <laughs> when does ladder arrive? Because Job was a million when things got restored. But the reality is time has nothing to do with anything other than God being gracious enough to give us something to use as a measuring stick. He lives outside of time. He lives inside of time. He is time and disregards time because we know that the word declares that a thousand days is just a vapor to him. Now, when I think of, or uh, when we even look at the text of, of who Job is and who Job was, Job's calamity served as a platform to verify and vet his God. 
Now, I, I, I recognize how much you lost. I recognize how much was taken. And, and I'm talking about loss because we need to understand that loss does not derail, deter, or dismantle your purpose. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud because I kind of live a Jobish life a little bit. <laughs> so we have begun the journey of no medication. For those of you guys that know, Josiah's been on chemo for a couple of months. And together, he and I made the decision we made the first time. Um, and so he's, today is day three. Today, I guess, would be day four of no medication. Uh, the medication went from being something we were super excited about to um, literally uh, almost disabling my baby from doing anything. He hasn't been outside for several days because his knees won't bend and it's arms are stiff and so he shuffles like he's about 80 years old he was like mom I, I can't do this anymore so um for a couple of days i i kind of resisted <laughs> and then the holy spirit said that infamous thing he always says to me do you trust me ah <laughs> well yeah, I guess I do. Um, and the reality is this. I don't know what that looks like. But what I do know is God is not an ending giver. A lot of times we have to take uh, what the truth of God's word is uh, and assist ourselves in our process and progress to purpose and use our words to determine the trajectory of our tomorrows, should we arrive at them. Uh, and the reality is, as I continue to study the word, I look for scenarios that parallel mine so that I can fuel the truth that I tell myself. This is a tool. This is a, uh, one of those things that, that will help you if you let it. When, when we look at the life of Job and um, his, his beginning, I, I remember being a young woman and, you know, my anthem was, I always win, 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 no matter what. That was, that was probably before the song was ever designed. Uh, living a life that, um, you know, I could do what I wanted, go where I wanted. <laughs> there was nothing that I, I couldn't purchase. There was no place that I couldn't go. I was, I was good, but I was also outside of God's perfect will for my life. I, I had it my way. I had my own ideas. I had my own visions. I had my own uh, heart's desire. It was not based or predicated on the truth of God's word for my life. And as we look at Job, Job having been a noble man, uh, there was something down on the inside of him with all that he had. He 
just adore God. And you get to a place in life where uh, the reality is I had all the things, I had all the stuff, but I was like, I, I need to know you. I need to know why I'm here. I need to know uh what all of this is for. It's cool to have all the things. It's cool to have all the stuff. But at the end of the day, if I can't find peace and or victory in and through you, everything is kind of useless according to what I've been taught, according to what I've read. And the more I begin to pray and the more I begin to seek God, it's amazing how he will back you all the way up to pull you all the way out and then reestablish you and rebuild you, redevelop you and recultivate you. Um, what sometimes is a strenuous process. So there may be somebody on the line this morning. Uh, you are in the middle of your going through. You're in the middle of your painful place. You're in the middle of your uh, uh uncertainty and insecurity, all of these things, because what God does is now he brings all of your stuff up to the top. And we can look at the text in uh, Job, the 42nd chapter, and we see that Job had gone through so many different emotional transitions through this process. He had uh, been in places of feeling sorry for himself. He had been in places of asking questions. He had been in places of humiliation and uh, a place that created created a sense of humility that nothing else would have brought. And sometimes we have to count all those things as winning. No, it doesn't always feel like it. It doesn't always look like it. But the reality is even the hard places are victorious. Even the difficult moments are victorious. Even those moments where uh, you can't see your way out, where you can't figure things out, they're a place of victory. And uh, as as I begin to ask questions, because I do, I, I like to know who shot John and what's what, and does he always answer me? Uh-uh. <laughs> if I just keep it 100, sometimes he doesn't say a word. He'll leave me in that place. Uh, but what I found is that place pushes me into his presence. That place of discomfort, that place of frustration, that place of, uh, if we just keep it 100, that place of fear, that place of uh, feeling the anguish or the angst of not knowing what's next. I, I don't know. I can't, can't tell you what's next. But what we can tell from, uh, from the history of Job is that Job recognized that there was some wrong thinking going on. Job recognized that he had not figured it all out. Job understood that maybe, just maybe, uh, he had uh, uh, looked at things wrong. And, and, and he says here in the second verse, it says, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. That means nothing that happens in your life, nothing financial, nothing emotional, nothing marital, nothing mental, nothing physical can change what already has been determined. And Job's purpose, everything that he is, everything that he represents for us today was that you can go through a hard place. But at the end of the day, God will still be glorified. 
Not only will God be glorified, but guess what? Those that are connected to you will benefit from you going through. Those that are related to you, that have the ability to see, not just that you go through, but how you go through. Job was still gracious. Job was still mindful of the fact that God was in control of everything and everybody. He was still uh, fully aware that he didn't have the power to change anything. And and this is the part that I know. Uh, This is the part that reminds me as we travail through this process. Listen, I heard about who was when I had it going on. I heard that he was a great God. I heard that he was gracious. I heard that he was merciful. I heard that he was loving and kind. Hallelujah. But after a while, life happens. And it's not about what you heard. It's about what you know. See, today I know him to be a healer. I know that he is a God that cannot fail. I know that his plans can't be thwarted. How do I know? Because he has already done it. If he could blow the minds of the doctors the first time, (laughs) why wouldn't he be able to blow the minds of the doctors again? That's the question I have to ask myself. That's the thing that I have to mention out loud on a constant basis because I know that if he already did it, he has a plan uh, to use even this. Even this discomfort, even this frustration, even these moments of fear to bring things up and out of me that will assist not just my journey, uh, but the journey of those that are around me, the journey of the witnesses God has given me. And here uh, God gives instruction and tells Job's friends, go get an ox. And a, a lamb and a, a, a this, that, and the third, very specific and sacrifices. And Job will pray for you, and I will pardon your sins because he prayed for you. Now, I'm not making myself a deity or a Job or none of that. All I'm saying is, I know what God does through my life, how he does it, because of the purpose that I'm called to. I recognize that my life uh, was created to live externally and out loud. I recognize that even with a mask on, I am extremely unmasked because it is my job. It is what I am called to do. And as as we go through our processes, as we become more aware of uh, being God conscious, as we become more steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, and uh, we watch one another go through our different series of events and life situations, and circumstances, what we begin to determine is that everything that you've overcome uh, was to set an example for somebody who thought they could never overcome. Everything that you've been through that's caused hardship and pain and tears and frustration uh, was to teach somebody that you can overcome the things that cause hardship, pain, and aggravation. All the things that you've suffered as a result of your yes to God, they were in the natural an example of what it is to operate from a spiritual place, recognizing that we are natural beings, uh, spiritual beings having a natural experience. It is our responsibility to bring the kingdom to earth. So that means that the things that are around us, the things that surround us, the things that push us into a place of pain also push us into a place of purpose. Hallelujah. The things that cause us the most frustration, the most discomfort, 
comfort. They are made to bend our heart toward the heart of the Father. They are made to cause us to yield our will to his will. They're things that are uh, in proper circumference to uh, kind of combust you, to put you in a place of uh, refining, to put you in the fire of the Lord, the fire that is created to build your heart, the fire that's created uh, to bring out your vulnerabilities, the fire that is created to demonstrate and to show you the places that you are weak so that you know that's an area that he desires to be strong. There are certain things that happen that are specifically to break an area, right? And so y'all know my, my journey's been long. I've been on this path for a good stretch and still blow it. But what I recognize is that there are things in me that that even uh, my, my children, each of my children have worked specific places in my heart. My relationship with my mother has worked a specific place in my heart. My relationship, even with those that consider themselves my foe, has worked a specific place in my heart. And if you allow everything that you are looking at to become a stepping stone to purpose and to promise, nothing will distract you from your progress. It'll be the thing that keeps you focused. Even things that look abstract or abnormal things. I'm sure Job had to at some point be like, man, this has got to be some type of joke. This can't be real. (laughs) Right? But the reality is it was. But listen, I have the best news ever. In the 12th verse, it says, so the Lord blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first. He owned 14,000 sheep and goats, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yokes of oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven more sons, Jesus. You could keep the seven more sons, please. I'm sorry. (laughs) And three daughters, right? So. The reality, the word says Job's daughters could be found in the land and their father granted them an inheritance uh, with their brothers. And Job lived 140 years. Now, I'm not saying that the stuff is the end goal or the end game. But what I am saying is I believe that it's impossible to do the will and the work of the Lord and he not reward you openly. I I, I believe that... Um, I couldn't even begin to fathom him being such an um, ogre that all anyone would ever see you do is suffer or struggle. But what I will say this morning is that nothing that you go through is intended to kill you. Nothing that you go through is intended to uh, to make you feel less than or little. It is all designed to make sure that your heart is in its proper place for your purpose. Each one of us have a different assignment. Uh, If you get a chance, go over to Ezra, uh, I believe it's Ezra 10 and four, or four and 10, wait, let me check. Um, Let me just double check. Uh, I I read this this morning and uh, I, I 
felt it when I read it. It's 10 and 4. And it says, Arise, for it is your task, and we are with you. Be strong and do it. <laughs> While there are, are days that I give myself permission um, to go through and to, to actually experience the pain of my process, um, and that happens in stages. Uh, what I know for a fact is that as time has gone on, every place of pain has birthed something prominent in my life every time. Uh, it never fails. It, it, it always births something that is tangible as a result of the discomfort that I've experienced, even my self-inflicted pain, even the things that I opted to do uh, that may have been to the left or been to the right. Ultimately, um, nothing that has come that could have potentially destroyed me has had the power to do so because there are things that I have to do. There are things that I have to finish. There are things that I yet have to complete. And the same goes for each and every person under the sound of my voice. Listen, life, uh, as, as our, our matriarch Maya Angelou would say, life ain't been no crystal stair, right? And the truth is that um, somebody's phone is off mute and we can hear the back. Oh. <laughs> mute your phone. The, the truth is that not every single thing is going to look like you think it should. And that's, that's just a cold, hard reality. Not every single thing is going to be comfortable. You won't always feel like it's fair. Um, but what it is, is just. The scales are always operating in our favor. Um, and Job attests to that uh, in the first and second verses of the 42nd chapter of Job. Uh, I, I, you do everything well. No, nothing you don't do half mass. Nothing you don't do that lacks luster. Every single thing you do is on point. And while we may not always understand that it is our responsibility to use our words, right here is a perfect example of Job actually accessing the right words to say to the Father. Um, and, and to be honest, there are questions that we as believers, I believe, are responsible for asking, even in our moments of pain, so that God can give us uh, the method and the means, so that he can correct us with the truth of his love, so that he can remind us that we are responsible for our own lives. There are things that we have to do. And even though Job went through his suffering moments, uh, it did not take away the reality that he was a purpose, that he had a purpose, and that his purpose was impactful, not just to him, but to everything and everyone around him. So with that said, listen, I pray that something that I said encouraged you. I pray uh, that it will keep you mindful to keep going. Job could have quit. Job could have checked out. He could have said, never mind. I'm not doing this. Job could have not lived to see the other half of his life had he consumed himself with what the first part had, had been consumed with. And so I want to encourage everyone. Um, I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you've experienced in the past. 
take it and use it as fuel. Take it and begin to align your thoughts with the truth of God's word for your life. Begin to ask the questions necessary to get to the next leg of your race because as long as you're alive, you're still running. As long as you're alive, there is still a prize at the end. Just keep going. Don't quit and be encouraged while you do it. Job could have said, I just, I'm not going to ever see none of this, honey, because this part is painful. Eh, well, I am just as crazy as I want to be. I need to see him get his glory. It is mandatory for me uh, to see how this thing pans out. So I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to just keep on picking up one foot, putting down the other one, and picking up one foot, putting down the other one, getting up and getting down within my mouth yet will I trust you God I will bless your name at all times your praise shall continually be in my mouth I will magnify the Lord I don't care what it looks like I don't care what it feels like I don't care if I gotta cry sometimes I don't care if every now and then I get a little frustrated in the process I will never change my mind about the truth of who God is and the fact that I was a purpose before I was a person. So I'm here now on this real service. Amen, amen, and amen. I pray that something that I said empowered you. I pray that something that I said gave you a different perspective. I pray that something that I said would propel you into a place of promotion, not for anything other than you get that you were a purpose before you were a person. It's your responsibility to live it out, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. I believe that there's sun on the other side of this cloudy part. So just keep going. Now's the time for those of you that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get to say, hey, what did it do? Hey, Good hey, morning. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey guys. Good morning. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Mo. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Amen. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. This is Kendra. Hey, Kendra. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word today. Good morning, Dion. Good morning. good morning, Dion. This is Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for the declaration. Wonderful. Good morning. Anybody else? Oh, good morning, Miss Joyful Danita. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Good morning, Sanaje. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sanaje. <laughs> morning, Dion. Oh, oh, oh. Good morning. Hey, Cheryl. I was talking about Sanaje yesterday. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Hey, man, anyway, <laughs> I'm fine. 
That's why we want to tell Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, um, I had a dream, and I was wondering if you or somebody on the line can help me with it. I don't know if it I, means anything or if it was just a dream I had. I know usually a lot of times when I have dreams, it means something. Um, and I'm kind of nervous, but anyway, I was um, asleep, and I was crying. But when I got up, I asked my son, did he hear me crying? He said, no. So I was on a, it wasn't a ship, it was a boat. And there was a lot of people on there, but it was Mexican people. And um, there was this one family that my son, he's lived with me, he's 22. There's one family that he was, I guess, really close to. It was a mother. I remember seeing a mother, a boy, and a girl. And um, a, a, a big old snake came on the boat. It was a big old snake. And then there was a, a small snake and people was dying, but it it wasn't biting them. I guess the venom or the, the smell of it, it was on the snakes. And that's how people was getting killed. And I was telling my son, I said, you need to be careful. He's like, mom, mom, I got this. I got this. And then the, the, the this family that he was close to, the young boy came and told me that my son had passed away. And I said, and I just couldn't cr stop crying, couldn't stop crying. And I remember him wearing a pair of red shorts and I would just hang on to those red shorts that he had and just, 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 just couldn't stop crying because my son was gone. And, and after that, that's when I woke up and tears was in my eyes. And I, and I had asked him, I went in there and I said, did you hear me crying? Was I crying? He said, no. And that was that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, a lot of underlying stuff in it. We'll take it offline and, and we'll talk about it um a little bit later. But no, it wasn't just a dream. It was a dream dream. Okay. Definitely gives you how to how to pray. <laughs> okay. Especially when you see snakes. There is a um <clears throat> there is a, a online um dream dictionary. Mm -hmm. If you just Google it, um, some of them, Sarah would be able to probably um, tell you a whole bunch more about that. She's one of the um, one of the declarers too. She's been around a while, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about it offline. Send me an inbox message, Cynthia. Okay, I still don't have any of your information. I'm sorry, but I haven't found no, you. Uh, it's just Dion, the Radical Midwife, on Facebook. If you type the Radical Midwife in Google, you'll find me. <laughs> just do it like that. That'll make it easier. Okay. Um, I'm getting a, 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 a pen so that I can, I can, um, I'm sorry, everybody. I don't mean to take up your space. I'm going to get a pen and if you could just, um, if you don't mind spelling it that way, when I look it up, I'll. I have it spelt right. Okay. Are you are you not in the victory room at all? I always I always I I got the phone plug I got the phone number plugged in, but I do know how to get to it now. That's why we, that's why I haven't been able to uh, pay anything because when I would go to um, declare victory, 
I couldn't find you guys. But then I did something else, and I said, okay, here they are. It's the, the are you, are, listen, 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 listen. Are you yeah. on Facebook? Um, no. Um, I don't think I'm on Facebook. Okay. I I think I'm on um, okay. Google or something like that where I just got you guys plugged in myself. Yeah, myself. Declarevictory.org. The, the, the there's, there's a website okay. there. It's declarevictory.org. B-E-C-L-A-R-E. Victory. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y.org. I'll do that again. Thank you. I'm going back on mute. Okay. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, family. It's the dynamite. What it do? What it do? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's beloved Barb. God bless everybody. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lavina. Blessing. Good morning. Blessing. Good morning. Good morning. morning. God bless everybody. Good morning. Hey. Somebody else. Who else is that? Sister Sylvia. Good morning. Hey, Sister Sylvia. Good morning. Yo, 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 yo. Morning. Okay. <laughs> yo, 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 Brother E, good morning. Miss D online. Hey, Miss D, good morning. Good morning, baby. Hey, this can't killer Kedra, and I just want to um, speak on the declaration. Is it an appropriate time? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, um, and I've I've made that name up all by myself because of what I've been Can't through. Kill but a Lord, Can't kill a catcher. Can't kill a That's so good. I love it. <laughs> but um, I understand um, the whole pain and the process thing. Like just when I, well, I know I'll, I will never arrive. You know what I mean? But just when I think I'm arrived or I'm right at the brink of it, something happens and I'm going to tell my business. So y'all know what to pray for. Uh, one of the matriarchs of my family, they found a tumor on her brain, 3.2 centimeters. And I'm like, she almost a hundred years old. She's been going to the doctor all these years and why they just now finding it you know but um but it's like at first I was like stressed out and I'm like I'm physically I'm supposed to turn into the road runner I'm, I gotta get to her but then it's like you know the Holy Spirit <laughs> said go on, just go on, sit down now I got this you know and it, it's just like the pain in the process so I am absolutely praying for you and nephew Desiah and um I just thank God for being thank God that you are so transparent that helps me and um, I thank God for declared victory. Y'all just keep praying my strength in the Lord because I know when I'm up to nothing, he is up to something. And when I said yes to his will and his way for my life, it just comes with the territory. But I am encouraged to keep going because it's like, it's not, what can I do anyway? But trust him. I mean, what other choice do I have? So um, I just thought I would share that and tell you, I thank God for you. Amen. Anybody else have anything? 
Hey, D. Hey. It's Dee Dee and Kira. So if this little 10-month-old starts to set tripping, just bear with me. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, as always, with all that you've gone through and how um, you walk it out and constantly sharing your pain and the process. And uh, for me, most of y'all that know me, grief has been like in my back pocket for most of my life. And just the last three years, I guess, with the loss of Sarah, my daddy, and then Pops, and just other people close to me, not thinking I could breathe, not thinking um, that I would get through it, but still in my right mind, and knowing how to process it. So when the things come, because they're going to come, I don't lose it totally. Um, And also, just going through enough personal grief and pain, and then understand the purpose of it, just having conversations with my children helped me deal with, you know, because the millennials are losing uh, people. They've lost to me. Like my son, Armani, has lost so many close friends um, since he just graduated high school. But to know how to get through it so that you're not crazy. You know, we're crazy anyway. But just the, the process of it, how you go through the pain and the guilt. And once the shock wears off, then you can really deal with it. And really, as believers, get in the word so that you are um so you'll understand what I'm trying to say, because I even know that the pain that I've suffered was a purpose so that I can be instrumental to somebody else's grief and helping somebody else walk through it. So I just thank you and um, for just always giving me more to go so I'm not just sitting in a corner somewhere talking to myself, because grief is so personal. Everybody's not going to grieve the same way. The reality of loss is different. Um, for everybody. So just thank you, sis, for your strength and just how you um, maneuver through it. I've grown so much um, from watching you up close and knowing that the things that, uh, like we go through things and if you're not strong in the word, not just because you can recite it or memorize it or you sound good quoting scriptures, but to really have life knock the wind out of you, oops, I almost said something else, and still stand that's a beautiful thing to watch. So I love you to life. And just thank you for giving me strength on today because uh, it's a lot it's a lot going on over here in this camp. Oh, but to God be the glory. We always, he always causes us to triumph and we are victors. So I love you, sis. That's all I want to say. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I love you more. Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia again. Thank you so much for your declaration. I was just um, thinking about what was just said by the the last speaker and how there have been, you know, I think I heard you say that you hadn't dealt with um, violence, you know, like street violence and stuff like that in your family. But we have had multiple losses in my family of young people, both men and women, all, you know, 30 years and younger. Um, over the last decade, even over the last year. And uh, what I just heard was how everybody deals with grief differently, Um, though it has been like a bloat, you know, in the stomach each and every time. The way that I've dealt with it because of my belief and my faith has been different, you know, than my siblings and and my other people in my family. You know, some people, it it literally has brought them not even just down to their knees, but to the point where sometimes they felt like they couldn't go on and you know, attempted suicide, all kinds of things in the last decade. And yet, you know, I grieve and I go through the process like everyone else. But, you know, because I, I don't drink, I don't indulge in that, 
uh, as a way to um, to to bandage it. But what I do is just lean have leaned on God and, and you know surpass all understanding. I don't understand it, but I know that God is in control and His will is what it is. And so I've been able to, you know, comfort and encourage the uh, other people in the family. But one thing I wanted to ask out to the group and, and to you as well is, has anyone had to deal with, I'm, I'm sure, a particular person, say a sibling, I'm just keep it real, a sibling. I have a sister that's older. I'm the youngest of five. And I am constantly being a target of hers over the years and I thought everything was okay we're working together to take care of my mom and yet again she keeps coming for me um even mocking my my religion and my spirituality and my faith and so it's gotten to the point where I, yesterday I had to literally like block her from texting my phone so that I can continue to on my purpose and not let it break me down so I just wanted to put that out there because I'm praying on it I'm praying for her I'm praying for God's will in this whole situation, but it's really tearing some things down in, in the family. Um, and I'm just not allowing it to tear me down. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I thank you because uh, it, it does remind me of Job and everything that, you know, he's had to, he had to suffer and go through in trials. And yet he stood fast. He was steadfast. And that's what I'm being. It's steadfast. Amen. It's movable, you know, like a tree planted. I'm not moving. I'm not yes, giving man. up. I'm not shame. I'm not going to stop, you know, praising God. And every time she says something derogatory, I throw a scripture, I throw something, you know, and she come back and I said, you know, get be behind me, Satan, but I know it's not and hers. But, I mean, well, in so, her. so let me, let me stop you because now, now we're going to end up on a, a rabbit trail. Some things are just kind of um, meant to bait you and when you originally start, um, you know, and, and your, your conviction changes location. There, there is a, um, not intentionally, but you kind of end up at a place of wanting to witness to people all the time and, and, and throw scripture and, and, and not that that's a, a bad thing. It's just kind of something that happened. And I'm just telling you because I, I did it. Um, but even as you grow and mature, even some of the stuff that she says or whatnot, it won't bother you. But but let me, can I tell you a secret? When people are antagonistic and you throw scripture at them, it's almost like somebody poking you with their finger. <laughs> it's, um, it's like adding fuel to a fire. Just, just to give you a heads up. So you may want to rethink that. Just, um, that's that's not really what that won't really ward them off, especially if they're being used to to pick with you. It probably will aggravate you more than it aggravates them. Just FYI. So you just learn how to say, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and move on. Amen. Anybody else? And keep Thank praying you for, for her. Hi, this Ooh. is Prosperous Pam. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the dialogue, and um, oh, you're um, you, I was inspired, Pastor Dion. I am inspired by how you're walking and moving in 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 your process. Um, I just wanted to just um give a little, just say something real quick to the lady who was just asking about. Just keep praying. I I know the enemy. I believe the enemy wants family. 
and he, God's blessed my family so much. Like from when I first joined the call four years ago to where we are now, I just see how God is just growing. They're growing in Christ. And I used to, I was like teased too. Like, oh, you going to talk about God today? You know, I've gone from that to being like, I'm having an hour long conversation with my relative who I, yesterday we've gotten so close, but it's just God will bless it. Just continue to pray for that person and just ask God to clean whatever it is inside of you. Well, I'll just say what I did. It's asked to get it root anything that was in me um, that I needed to learn and grow from in there. And um, God will continue to bless it. So just keep praying for her and your entire family. That's just the suggestion that I have. Okay, go on on mute. That'll do it. That will absolutely do it. And don't get frustrated in the process. Just keep on pushing, keep playing. Anybody else? You know, talking about Job, Job has always been um, dear to my heart. This is Lavina. And um, <laughs> my um, scripture um, commentation is out of Job, I believe, the 26th chapter. Don't quote me on that. And it says that after you've been through all, then you will look up and praise him. And so I, I, I um, you know, and, and that that's moments, that's moments in time, that's um, different segments and different phases of our life that we all go through, you know, that after you went through that one thing or that thing and thought you wasn't going to make it through, then you look up and you begin to worship him and praise him and say, wow, I made it through. And so even in saying that right now, I just see a piece of fabric that has been knitted so tightly and is knotted. And so in that, we, we um, it, it sometimes... Uh, um, and crocheting or knitting, you have to kind of stretch it out. Nobody likes to be stretched. Nobody likes to go through the press of things. And the uncertainty of not knowing, I think that's, that's, where I, that, that's my frustration at times, the uncertainty of not knowing what's around the corner and reasoning because, you know, we'll mess it up. And so he just said, just keep walking now before me. Just walk before me. And do what I told you to do and just walk before me with a pure, unadulterated heart and, and, and watch me do what I'm going to do. And so even, life, life is just interesting to me right now. And I guess just where I'm at in my age and in life. It's just, I just, I sit at the table day in and out and out. And a lot of times I just say, wow, God. I said, I'm still here. And this year, well, 2020, I did not really work. <laughs> at all on what we consider work hardly at all and when I say the Lord came in and just blessed over and abundantly I'm still setting in awe and you know the enemy wants to um, you know throw things at you and I'm so grateful and I'm going to throw this book out there um, as I'm reading it's the intercessor and it's by um, it's about uh, Reese Howe's life and what God takes this man through. 
And then so I look at myself and I'm saying, and, and we sit at the table and we complaining about what the little bit that you're going through and what he had to go through. You know, we forgot that he he told the prophet that he had to walk through the land struck naked for years. You know, people are thinking of red over that and you don't hear nobody talk about that. And so it's just the things that we have to go through in the making and what God is yet doing. And so sis, I, um, like I said, you know, yeah, I'll holler. <laughs> This was good. This was good. This was good. And so um, just be encouraged, people of God. Be encouraged. Amen. I'm going to Amen. Amen. Hey, Diana. Amen. Um, it, I had to laugh when you said Job was probably a million. Because <laughs> when you think about <laughs> how long it probably you know, just all that he went through in that amount of time, but it it helps us to realize that God is not bound by time. And like you said, a thousand years is like a day to him. And we have to, you know, just stay in the vein that there's new mercies every day. Even if you have to do it uh, crawling, creeping, tiptoeing. Um, and I'm saying that for myself. When you said a million, I said, okay, then let me order me another shaper mate, uh, so I could keep it tight for a million. <laughs> so I love the declaration. I mean, I, I just thank you for encouraging us. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. This is Caroline. Good morning. Hey. I said, this is Wednesday. Oh, let me check in. Okay. Um, I didn't hear it all, but I heard a whole lot. And about grief, my family went through so much grief. Even the last three years, her Didi saying that everybody does grief differently. And um, but my cousin in August, he was murdered up in Red Bluff. However, it's like my auntie losing a child, my cousin, cousin's losing brother, and he's like my brother. And that process of grief, I'm like, what is it? Only God going to get us through. That's it. How God has already brought us through the other seasons of loss. But I'm like trusting that and encouraging them at the same time. I'm like, this is a hard time. But, you know, God is still good no matter what. And I'm thanking him. Yes. Thank you so much. And I have a grandbaby that's making things so much better. Amen. <laughs> oh, Isn't that awesome? Amen. It's so awesome. I'm like, oh, look at nice. this. And he's smiling. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks. Anybody else? Hey, sir. Hey. Hey. Hi, family. You know, great declaration, all as usual. But my spirit is still still in the prayer with Sabrina, you know. <laughs> was, oh, God, it's so good. Even when she was, you know, was praying, she uh, was praying for us um, to seek purpose, you know, that is not just giving like that. And and it, it just shook my spirit even when she was saying it. Um, and it's so, you know, in, in your declaration that he had a choice, you know, just imagine if he would, you know, would not have made that choice, you know, to seek and to obey, you know, it just, you know, I'm just still stuck in just thinking about it and, and, and meditating on, on, on those facts that we have a choice. When you have a choice, don't get caught up in um, 
you know, sometimes we get caught up in what we're doing wrong sometimes, you know what I'm saying, at least for me, you know, um, and, and I, I can't allow that. I can't allow myself to do that. I have to make a choice once a day. I have to make a choice to continue to put one foot in front of the other. So I'm just everything, you know, it's very encouraging today. Once again, always, God, you're so good as you do what you do, and especially through you, sir. I love you guys. But I'm still, like, once again, you know, it's just a, pur- a purpose, you know, that we got to seek it. Otherwise, we also can make the choice when we could be, you know, walk around like I was before, you know, um, not making the choice to God. And I knew you was there, but I'm not making the choice to um, seek your word and seek his face and to understand that it was a process, you know, I thought it would just go happen, all that stuff back then, you know, but God is so good, you know, just reminding us, just, just everything you reminded me on today, I thank you. So once again, Sabrina, thank you for, for that prayer today. God is good. Amen. Good morning, Giannis, Miss D. Hey, good morning. Thank you for the declaration this morning, and as I was listening to you and listening to some of the remarks, you know, I was thinking about some of the things I've experienced in this process. And life is hard. It ain't easy. When circumstances hit my heart and this this conversation goes on internally, I have to sort through those conversations because sometimes the conversation that I have internally can sound wise to me, but it's really foolishness. So I have to really remember to stop that process of that internal conversation so that I can hear clearer from God. For me, the grief and loss has been not only from death, but a relational death of people that are still living, but we're not in relationships close anymore. Uh, My grandchildren going through that process with the courts, a lot of grief. But I'm thankful to be able to hear Christ in the middle of it. The the internal conversations still come, but I don't react on those today. Because I did do some reacting initially when around my grandchildren. So it's been a process to hear Christ, learn how to be still so I can hear him. And I'm going to say her because I needed a mother figure. I needed that feminine side to, to hold me still and comfort me while I was going through this process and still going through it. But I needed that the mother because that's what I would call them. Like I miss having a mother figure here for myself. Um, but to be still until I was uh, able to hear so I can follow some direction to the next step. And because of being able to be still and being able to listen to the directions and step-by-step step following them, God showed me the people that were around me to support me, including yourself and some other legal people that were already in my circle when it came time to make some moves and, and address some of these issues that I've been grieving over for the past few years. So I'm just really thankful you brought that in and then how this ties into my daily life on going through these processes and got to go through them. And sometimes if we, if I listen to those internal conversations, I can get stuck in the process or either really take that process through another circle that it don't is unnecessary to go through. But when I stop and, and allow Christ to minister to me in that process, that circumstance doesn't overwhelm me and cause me great suffering where I am unable to function. So thank you. Um, have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Great share. And I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm just saying. Anybody else? 
Well, y'all know I have absolutely no problem giving you some time back. Um, and I'm sure that if you, you just be honest, today was one of those days that for real could put you in a place where you can rehash some of your thoughts that maybe you've not been processing um, for the glory and honor of God. Maybe you've not been processing them so that they push you to the next place. But if you reposition yourself, if you just change how you look at a thing, change how you feel about a thing, it really, really can um, drive you to the next place. It can drive you into that purpose that perhaps you've been um, questioning or second guessing. So again, I just want you all to be encouraged and remember that it didn't come to kill you, promise. <laughs> it didn't, it, it may have come to build you, but nothing has come to kill you. So be encouraged guys. And um, we will talk again today at 5 p.m. after the fast ends. That being said, I love you, but I promise he loves you more. Have a great day, everyone. Amen. Have Thank a blessed, blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Bye. See you all at five. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. Have a blessed day, everyone. You too. Thank you, Yvonne.